closed. It's very unfortunate. And I pray that we may be sensitized. We may allow our hearts to, to soften, to respond to this which we are. The word of God is us. We are one with the word. That if we respond to it, if we can get to the understanding that God actually wants what's best for us. God is not working against us. He's for us. If we take it and understand that everything he instructs us to do is not just, oh, he wants to receive glory. Oh, God will be glorified in this. Oh, God will. Be. It's not just that. He wants to see us happy. He wants to see us thrive. And he knows that which will bring us that joy, fulfillment, produce good fruit in our lives. But we keep insisting on our own way. Yet, we know very well, we are not even sensitive enough in the spirit to know that this is not right. Somebody tells me, I feel like God wants me to, to leave the country and go here. I feel like God wants me to leave this marriage. I feel like God wants me to leave this job. I feel like God wants me to put my money here and do this business. Sometimes I ask them, how is, and they're insisting that it is God. And when I ask them, how is your spiritual life? How is your prayer life? Oh, it's not doing too good. Then I tell them, then that's not God. Because you cannot be having, you have, you're so distanced from God, yet you're saying you're hearing him. There's no way. There's absolutely no way. Yeah. That is when yeah. a prophet will come and deceive yeah. you. And yeah. tell you, hey, that is not your husband. Hey, that is not your job. Oh, God wants you to leave school and serve him. And you will follow because you're not hearing God for yourself. Your own relationship with God is totally broken. Broken fellowship. Not from his end, from your end. Yet you claim that it is him who is directing you in certain paths. That is so wrong. We are led of the spirit of God. How? We are intimate with him. We spend time with him. So when he speaks, we know his voice. We are able to follow. We do not harden our hearts to what he says because we know he is for us. And everything he directs us to do is for our own good, for our own fulfillment. Who do you think will enjoy that marriage? You think God will come down to sit in that marriage and enjoy it for you? It's you who will enjoy the marriage and he'll glory in seeing you enjoying that marriage. You insist and you go and then you say, oh, he's cheating on me. Oh, she's doing this. Oh, this is all. And women sometimes can be such a torment in a man's life. But all you saw was carnal things that pleased you. When the Lord started to raise certain things for you to understand and see, you blinded your eye. You hardened your heart totally against it. You put in your money there despite what the Lord told you. You're doing business with people who do not know me. They don't care about me. They don't care about the principles of God. But because they are succeeding in business, because they are doing so well, because the idea seems brilliant, you go and take all your money and you put there. Then they fleece you of that money and you come back to God. God, why did you allow this to happen? How many times have believers asked God that question? Why did you allow this? Why did you allow this? He did everything through the confines of his word to cause you to turn around, not to step there, not to do that. But your heart is hardened against the very thing you are one with. And things will always go wrong 
I assure you, it doesn't matter how long it takes, but they will always go wrong. The servant of God has taken time waking up early, laboring to teach you. And some of you will leave this forum again and go do the exact very thing that the word of God has told you not to do. Why? I feel like doing it. He's, wa he's wasting his time in your life, waking up this early, laboring in the word, that you may be sensitized to what your father is saying to you for your own good, for your own success. But for some of us, the word of God is listening to, like listening to a song, some hit song, some hit music. Ah, I've done it. I've listened to the word. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. And then when you face the day, you face it doing exactly what your feelings tell you to do. Because I'm feeling so aroused. I don't care what the word of God says. I will go and sleep with this person. I will pursue this course because I feel like your feelings have taken priority over what the word of God says about you. Then the second thing <clears throat> is what Pastor G has raised. You tolerate certain things. Men are flirting with you in the office. Men are touching your backside. Men are commenting and you're giggling and you're happy. You're saying, ah, after all, that is not who I am. It's okay. They can do this. This is what goes on in my office. This is what goes on in my life. This is what goes on here. Because other men are talking like that. You join them in color stock. Not knowing that you're opening an inroad for the enemy to make you that which you're not. And then you wonder, how did I end up here? How did I fall? How come I have no sense of peace? I'm just troubled. I'm just troubled. Because you have tolerated things that are unbecoming of you, that are not you. Because you feel like this is the world. This is what happens. I cannot talk against it. I cannot rebuke it. Yet you can say no. In my house, you can drink out there. But you will not do this in my house. You'll not drink in my house. Yet, you, you know, you're not hating the person, but you're saying, I cannot be a part of this. I am conscious of my righteousness in Christ. And I will not tolerate you touching me in an unbecoming manner. I will not allow that. I am in a gym. And in that gym, sometimes people get carried away and they start touching each other in a funny way. Especially when we're doing Zumba, you find you turn around, somebody holds your waist, even a woman. Another time a woman came and held my waist and I stopped and I said, you do not touch me like that. You do not touch me like that. And others went, hey, I said, let them touch you like that. I am too special for such. It raised something in them. I would have accepted and giggled and laughed with them and they would have said, oh, this pastor is so cool. She's like one of us, but I'm not like one of them. I am, I am conscious of my royalty. I am conscious of that which I am born of and I'm not going to take a lower standard. So accepting some things is causing you to accept a lower standard in your life. And then you get shocked when you receive things befitting of that standard. You're not of that standard, but you're behaving like that standard. Why should things higher than that standard come to you? You are royalty. You're behaving like a servant. So you eat like the servants. 
You shower where the servants are showering. You will be dressed like the servants. If you're royalty, then behave like royalty, who you are. Take pride in who you are. And what is befitting of that standard that you are now conscious of shall come to you. Do not tolerate anything less. Do not accept anything less in order to be acceptable by the world. This, this teaching of today has hit home. Even for me, there are areas I realized that I had tolerated, that I need to rise up above. So I'm also, as I speak, I'm also talking to myself and thanking God for the teaching and happy to grow. So let us be, let us be keen on what is taught by, by, by the servants of God, by his word. He's gone scripture after scripture. So you know that is not his mind he's speaking. He's also living in the same world you're living in, exposed to the same things you're exposed to. Let us stand our ground. We are royalty. Let us not accept anything less. Let us be sensitive to the, the, the language of royalty. When the language of royalty sums, summons us, speaks, directs us, let us be sensitive. Let us not heed the voice of commoners, of servants, of people who have rejected God. Let us not follow that voice instead. Let us not be directed by that voice. We know the voice of our God. We know the voice of our daddy. We know he leads us into paths of righteousness. We know he causes us and, and feeds us and, and you know, leads us into, into, into abundance, leads us into fulfillment, leads us into prosperity, into victory, into great things. But we must listen to his voice. We must not harden our hearts because of feelings, what you feel like doing. Oh, I feel like doing this. I'll get back to what God is saying after this. Oh, the opportunity is gone. You've already fallen in a hole too deep to come out of. This is hit home. I'm looking forward to the rest of the series. Amen. Amen. Cherono. Amen. Somebody has just said here, this one has gotten my attention as Cherono uh, takes it over. Thank you, man of God, more grace to you. Someone here thinks I called you to address this topic. Amen. 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 Right. Uh, I'm seeing, Cherono, uh, you can uh, continue I, uh, and allow people uh, there's to give a, feedback. There's a comment. I think Elizabeth Ann, yeah. The, yeah you can read the comment. comment and allow. Okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. The message, so introduction has hit home. You mentioned some things I have also accommodated. I didn't know it's hardness of heart. I'm learning and I thank God for this correction. God forgive me for being an enabler. Uh, yeah, and then, yeah, somebody wanted to to give feedback. Yes, Elizabeth. Yeah. Hi, everyone. Morning. Hi, morning. Yeah, I wanted, um, I'm speaking from a point of knowing that God forgives and God restores. And uh, the sermon of today has really, really hit home. And I thank Pastor Charlo for preaching that word today and you know the holy spirit has told me you know i'm giving you boldness to testify and i want to testify and give feedback especially on the topic of homosexuality and enabling sin you know the things that we tolerate the way pastor chalo has said and pastor g has said when she went to that place and everyone was drinking and the parent is there and is comfortable the children are drinking 
I work in an American organization and for homosexuality, you know, the Americans have already passed a bill that legalizes homosexuality and gayism. So I was out of the country and I was working at the US embassy in Baghdad. And whenever they had every month of June is the pride month for the gay, for the gay people. So we, they would host parties and we would go there. And you know, they even passed a law. If you look at anyone who's homosexual, upside down, upside, they call it the elevating eyes. If you do that to a person who's gay, you, the next day, you go home, you're fired just because of that. So when I was working there, I would entertain, you know, I would go for those parties. I would sit with them. I would go drinking with them. And they, they have a way of convincing people how they are doing the right thing. But they have a way of convincing you that it is not sin. Especially the gay people, they will tell you love is love. I am not hurting anyone by loving a fellow woman like me or loving a fellow man like me. And in fact, they went ahead like in the Bible where David, the story of David and Jonathan, uh, the Bible says David and Jonathan loved each other more than the love of a brother. So love more than a brother ni love love You know, they have Bible verses that they justify their sin. And little did I know I started creeping in and found myself having a relationship with a woman, you know? And I remember the way Pastor Chalo says, people condemn, uh, especially the gay people, thinking you're holier than thou. And so more so Christians, there's this sin people, what were make fornication, adultery, homosexuality as a bigger sin than, than, other, than any other sin. Mm. And mm. you know, the Bible says sin is sin. Yeah. God knew. If I say that kunai uki ukifanya homosexuality hiyo dhambi ni kubwa ama ukiua ni kubwa kuliko mwenyataita mwingine mjinga you know God will really have a problem with human beings and that is why he put everything zero sin is sin and i remember when i found myself in a relationship with a woman hey the christians there i was condemned in fact there's a man who came and he's a born again christian alikuja kaniambia wewe tunafuata kupanga wanaume wa I was condemned, you know, and I lost oh, no. friends because of that. And the people who are doing that were Christians. Because you know, we have justified that there are some sins that are more bigger than the other. And we condemn each other not knowing. Before God, we are all sinners and we deserve to be punished, you know. And it took time getting out of that because once you get into that, it is so difficult leaving it. But Jesus is good. I, I, I got delivered. I am born again right now. And so I, I, I come from a place where when I see people doing that, God reminds me, you were there and I saved you from that. Do not condemn them. Condemn them. Instead, pray for them. As I forgave you, learn to pray for such people, you know? Amen. 
So kabisa. When I see them, because I still work at the embassy right now, I'm here at the US embassy in Nairobi. And like last, uh, this month, uh, two weeks ago, at the ground, there was those party of gazing. And I'm telling you that day I was at work. And I was telling God the same way you delivered me. May you deliver, you deliver them. Well. Yeah. You know, I Amen. kept praying the whole day because the party was here. The people who are fighting for LGBT in Kenya were here. And I was telling God, it is only that people do not know. But Jehovah, the same way you delivered me, may you deliver them. So instead of condemning each other as Christians, we need to you know, pray. pray for mm. each other. You know, there are people who justify sin. So argue, me nowadays what I do, I pray for them. I won't condemn them. And I keep telling God, okay. help me not to condemn others. Help me not to judge others. Because when I judge them, I'm also judging myself. Because judgment is not mine to give, it is God's. So, and, and also to say that when, uh, the way Pastor Ji has said, when we start enabling these behaviors, guess what? As much as utaenda kuiba utakuwa unamwangalia unamwambia hakuna mtu anakamu you know you're still a thief so i found myself hanging around with those homosexuals and guess what that is what i, I found myself doing and it is not easy living it so I, i thank god for that and i just keep telling myself nowadays when i see like drinking i, I really avoid drinking because i've really struggled with it i just walk away because i know probability next weekend you know they can entice you you know they will entice you little wine for the stomach is not bad wine so nikianza kukunywa hiyo wine guess what mean nilikuwa nimezoea whisky nitasikia hii wine aishiki venye inashika nitarudi kwa whisky so it is good to avoid such groups not condemning them not judging them but praying for them So Pastor Chalo, I really thank you. Um, The Holy Spirit has really convicted yeah, me yeah. to say about it. You know, it is at times it is embarrassing to say what we have done, but I decided I will use my life. I will use my life as a testimony to teach someone else that yes, you can be that way, but God delivers and God restores. I am restored and I'm not ashamed to say what I did. So I thank Hallelujah. God. Amen. 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 Pastor Peter to respond to Christian Abi to Yo yo you you are breaking okay. okay. I wanted Peter to respond to Elizabeth the effect of that word. Oh yeah wow I mean that is um that is quite a testimony right there you know sometimes when we preach these things we don't know it. we don't know if we're talking to somebody but my goodness i mean i am really touched by that particular testimony because it actually puts the word of god in its practicality indeed uh, as we were reading romans and it was saying you know uh, when our hearts become hardened you know you, you not only just uh, do those things but you celebrate others who do them and it's so hard to think that that can happen to you until you hear a testimony shared by somebody about how they found themselves in those situations and 
how God has also delivered them is so powerful. For me, I really appreciate your testimony, uh, Elizabeth, and I know that even as God is working through you, he will enable you to also be a great minister to also people who are in the same struggles and help them to come out of it. I am actually touched by the very fact that you have been willing to share it um, with us because when, when, when I was teaching about this hardness of heart, I was really wondering, am I really getting through to anyone? Am I really getting through to anybody? But just to hear that shows how we also need to be very careful for ourselves. The Bible says, mm -hmm. he that standeth, you know, we need to watch out lest we, we also fall when we think we stand. So that is also like a warning to us to help us really be careful because we always feel like if we tolerate and we accommodate, it doesn't have any harm on us. It doesn't affect us so we can accommodate. But now through even your testimony, we learn by no means should we be accommodative of and tolerant of evil to enable it, assuming that nothing will happen to us. But now we have learned even through your experience that we ought to be really careful and we have to really pay attention to ourselves uh, in, in light of what the word of God is instructing us so that we don't find ourselves in those similar situations. It, it makes me realize, you know, if I have a brother or a friend who is cheating on his wife and I am okay with it, I am okay with it because I'm assuming I am not doing it. Lo and behold, I might find myself in the same situation. And that is why that testimony is a great communication to all of us to realize. And also, I am saddened to, to realize that people would even think of uh, looking at, you know, some, we can look at uh, Elizabeth and think, ah, what she's doing is even worse. Look at us. Us, we are okay, you know. I am cheating on my wife, but I'm fine. I'm not, I'm not gay. But the truth is, sin is sin. And the same saving grace that Christ has brought to us is able to save us to the uttermost. So I thank God for that testimony. Thank you so much, Pastor G. And thank you, Elizabeth, for sharing. Um, more feedback? Okay. Continue, continue, Now, I was seeing a chat that I used to condemn unfaithfulness until I got caught up in a situation that God rescued me from. I now look at unfaithfulness very differently. God can restore brokenness overnight. I used to think it happens to others, but me, I'm strong and can't get caught up. Yeah, it's the way the Bible said that, um, this, uh, that verse, what Peter was saying, um, it says, um, when you're helping someone who has, is it, can we, cannot, we cannot say probably, but it's needed or caught up in one of those fallen. things. Yeah. Yeah, who has fallen, be careful also, lest you fall into the same, into the same trap. Yes, there's a, there's a scripture, I've forgotten it. Mm -hmm. So I, it's true, we we don't condemn in a way that we are haughty. You know, there's a way you can condemn someone proudly. There's a way you can you can put it out proudly in a way that it seems like you are you are perfect and infallible, and there's no other things that you're also walking in. So yeah, many more feedback. 
more feedback. I usually like such someones that tackle the reality of life, of how Can we I live daily. Yes. Morning. There was. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. star. Oh, okay. Yeah, they stand. They Trisha, Right. Okay. Uh, Alice, just go and then. Okay. I didn't see. Sorry. Yeah. Thank you, Pastor Peter. Um, we started um, this series on hardening of hearts with uh, Peter. Um, I think this is the third week now that you're going to be speaking about it on a group that I started called the Women of Faith. Yes, And it was after a time of prayer, I had spent so much time in prayer asking God, what is going on in marriages? What is happening? Because in the group, the group that I, that group that I have, uh, I started a few years, I mean, last year, it's an offshoot of, um, of this ministry of SOV. So we are babies of SOV. But because SOV cannot reach everyone, I started a group amongst my friends and families and my neighbors and, and you know, just, just um, reaching that constituency. And the things that really used to weigh heavily on me was the things that are happening, especially in marriages. And I discovered that in, 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 even if, um, for example, one spouse is cheating, the other one also has an issue. There is a hardening of heart, even in the other spouse. And I remember when you spoke the first time and you said that uh, even as the children of Israel were exiting Egypt, Pharaoh's heart was hardened. And actually the Bible says God hardened Pharaoh's heart. But even as Pharaoh's heart was hardened, the children of Israel's hearts were also hardened. And that is how they, they came into the wilderness. They came into into this place where they were murmuring, they were complaining, they were whining because their hearts had already been hardened. And for me, that really spoke volumes because it, it, in a marriage, it's not possible for one spouse to be the one to break it. It takes two. And so I realized that after, after I spent a, a, you know, a time in prayer and the Lord said, you know what? The reason why we are in the situation we are in, in terms of relationships, in terms of marriages, in terms of businesses, in terms of, you know, many, many aspects of our lives, especially as believers, they are not working. Yes, you have prayed. Yes, we have fasted. Yes, we have come for Zoom. Yes, we have done all these things. But there is a hardening of heart somewhere. There is a way, there is a place. We are like coconuts. There is like a place where the word of God is not reaching. You have been hardened to a place where there is, there's, the word of God is not working, or even if it is working, it's working in some areas, whereas God is calling us to open our hearts and be yielded and be surrendered so that he does a complete work. You find that in some areas, you know, be it maybe, for example, there's a, a weakness. I, I was so troubled uh, by a couple that, you know, that, that was, um, they, they were, they were, I mean, I think the wife was addicted to pornography. And these are married, this, this is a, these are, these are believers, both of them, they are believers. And so it means that there's an area where we are hiding, you know, we are, you, you, you think that there's a, a place in that closet where God cannot see. And then in the public, you're coming, you're saying that, you know, my marriage is not working, my husband is doing this and the other, you, there is a place 
there is a place where you've been hardened. You're watching pornography. And when I had, I mean, there are so many things that we have to yield ourselves and yield ourselves completely, fully, totally surrender every area of our lives and not allow that hardened sin to harden us. It's a small sin, as you know, I just took wine. You know, it's just, it's just wine. It's just this. It's just the other. I'm just doing business with this person because there is money in it. Do you know believers? How many believers? How many born again? How many pastors are involved in a wash wash business? How many? And you know, they say it's wow. business. It's money. And this money, I'll take it to church. It's going to expand the kingdom. It's a lie. It's a lie. It's a lie from the devil. So we are allowing the things that are happening in Egypt, in the world, to creep in into our lives. And now we are the ones who are crying the loudest. And that is what the Lord, you know, he, that, that is what the Holy Spirit uh, told me when I was praying. Because I was asking God, what, what is it? What is happening? Lord, I need to understand what is going on. One of my friends lost um, a, a, a child and I would... I would uh, go to her just to sit and listen to her. And one time she just told me, don't tell me about God. And this is a believer. Don't ever mention that God. Don't ever. Where was he? And I remember a few months before this, this kid passed away, I had told her, we really need to spend time in the word of God. I want us to be praying together. I want us to be reading the word of God together. I want to be coming to your house. We pray. That never happened. So when this person, this kid passed away, the answer I got is, don't ever tell me about this God. And I said, my goodness, God, how we blame you for things that we have imposed upon ourselves. How we have blamed you when we have refused to yield totally fully to your word, to your leading. And therefore, when I was praying, I remember I prayed, I was praying in, in, in February and in March and asking God, okay, fine. I have this group that you have brought, you have brought these people together. You have brought them to me, Lord. What is the message that you want them to learn? And he said hardening of hearts. And therefore, it's, it's been a series. It's been something that we've been, we've been studying for the last three weeks. And even now, I'm so glad that it is here. So let us just yield. Let us just yield. Let us be believers for it. Let, let there be a distinction. That when people see us, they know that that is a home of a believer. Amen. Those are children of a believer. That is a business of a believer that we are so distinct, we are so different, that there is a, there's a, there's a people can clearly tell by the way we talk, how we dress, what we say, where we go to, the things we drink, what we, I mean, people can clearly tell that this one is a believer. This is a true believer. This is a true follower of Jesus Christ. So thank you, Peter. Thank you so much. You have just um, stirred me up again. It's, and I'm so, I'm so glad, I'm so happy, and I'm so delighted that our lives are being transformed and the Lord is speaking to each and every one of us anew every day Amen. in a fresh way, in a, in a new way. Let me tell you, believers, heaven is here. You, our marriages are meant to be, you know, we are meant to live in heaven, enjoy each other, enjoy fellowship with our spouses, enjoy doing business. We don't have to take shortcuts. We don't have to take money that is uh, that is dirty. We don't have to live lives that are compromised. We have a helper. In fact, we have an advantage. We are so advantaged in every way because we have one who fights for us. We are advantaged. 
So already we have that, we already have the favor, we already have the grace, the grace that was on Esther, the favor that was on Esther is a favor that is on us. That it doesn't, you don't have to do anything different. Then you will be, you will find, a, a, a man will find you. You don't have to compromise. You will get a good spouse, someone who will love you. You don't have to compromise. Esther didn't have to do anything different. She had favor. She had, she had a distinctive mark. She had favor upon her. So thank you. Thank you so much. Amen. Thank you, Alice. That's awesome. Amen. Uh, then there is Star and then Trisha. Good morning. Morning. My name is Esther. Mm. My work for today challenged me. So mm. when I look back in 2015, that year people released all exams. And I remember I didn't compromise because I was like, and it was KCSC. So when my results came back, the first thing that hit me, the devil was like, you are able to steal exams, but you did not want to So mm-hmm. this takes me back now to, to university. Right now, people are really, because you're doing online classes, and then you get that people are doing cuts. And last year, people are doing cuts, but you find everyone is Googling. Everyone is Googling for the answers. And then I was like, okay, now is, it, is the cut an assignment? or because it's there and it's not the main exam. So you can just Google. So this year, like um, I got it, I got, like sometimes when I don't know, I really don't know the answer, I was being inclined to be like, see the other, the other things you can just do, you can just do what you understand, then the rest what you don't know, you can Google because at the end of the day, people are Googling, getting A's and then the main exams they put a lockdown browser you can't you can't google you can't use two apps in the same when you started the exams so this cuts are the other things and i'm like no one is seeing you can just do it because everyone else is doing it but today's word has even kept me thinking and i'm like what if we're having face to face would we have been doing what people are doing right now? And it has really challenged me. Yeah. Oh, thank you, Esther. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and then um, I'm, I'm praying for you also. You will pass. You will excel. You know, the excellence of the Lord is in us. The Holy Spirit is within you. There is perfection in you. So despite you not doing really anything right now that you know who you truly, truly are, you can, you can excel up to that level that these people were stealing. In fact, more than that. So I just wanted to affirm, you're going to be fine. Despite the stealing, the, you're just going to shine. The glory of God is upon you. It doesn't matter. Not really. Um, Trisha. Amen. Amen. Morning, everybody. Um, Morning. <laughs> we learn every day. Yani God is just a, an, a wondrous God. He has a way of showing his glory in a new way every day and teaches so many things. I'm very excited about what we have learned today. Mm. I just wanted to share uh, my experience and where I was working. You, we, I was working in an in, in, and it was the environment where we were working with, they're called key population. 
the key population are the is the kind of population that is very susceptible to to getting HIV. They are at a very high risk of getting HIV. The key population includes sexual female sex workers, male sex workers, men who have sex with other men, uh, <laughs> truck drivers, people in prisons, uh, uh, fisher folk, our to water. Um, when I say those things is because the kind of um, environment they are in and what they do for a living and what they engage them, so the kind of activities they engage themselves in, in a day-to-day -day life, put them in a very high risk of getting HIV. Now, when you're working in such an environment, <laughs> you are kind of forced, I want to put it in, in, in quotes because no one has put you there under, under duress, you're forced to um, tolerate some behaviors. And uh, I have seen it affect people very negatively. And I'm not saying this, that it's wrong for us to work with these people. It is okay. Me, I, I enjoyed working with them because I used to sneak Jesus. Hey, I sneaked Jesus in every forum I got. And I think it was a beautiful thing. But I have also seen, seen it affect people negatively. And that's what I want to share today because uh, we, have been, we have been taught about tolerating some behaviors and finding yourself in, in them if you're not careful. So there's this lady who came and was um, employed, you know, like you, you, we, are, we are supposed to teach them how to reduce the risk of getting HIV. That is your mandate. That, don't start condemning what they are doing. Don't start telling them, stop having, you know, doing sex work. Don't tell them those. You just make sure that even in that sex work, they, they are safe, they are having safe sex, they are, they are not getting, you can give them drugs to prevent the transmission. You are making sure they are adhering to drugs so that they, cannot transmit HIV. Shida yako ni kupunguza maradhi ya ukimu. Hizo vitu zingine zote is none of your business. So, uh, you would find that maybe mtu alikuja kama ameanza tu like a, a, a peer. Peer ni msichana mwenye ako kwa street, tumemrecruit, tume ndi huyo sasa amekuja, tumeanza kutake care of her, making sure she has her tools of trade, if it's condoms, if it's lubricants, if it's all those things. So they start, they start off like that. And then, of course, now since she has some influence, they become now a peer educator because now we have taught them. And now they understand and they recruit other peers to come into the program, something like that. So usually they go up the ranks. Now we make them a field assistant or something like that. But I have seen someone move from being an officer of the of the program down to sex work that is how bad it can get you're hanging out with them you're tolerating them you are having fun with them you know instead of being the good influence you're supposed to be now them they're the ones who are influencing you because maybe they you know that they come in classes yeah so maybe you are hanging out with a with a i don't know i want to put in in quotes high class ones that you can see that in a night they can make some good money good in quotes and you see hey my young water and then now you just start going down 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 and you find yourself in a place that is even deeper than where you got these people who influenced you from. It has been something that I have seen and it is so painful because 
someone who was uh, stable, someone who is who is doing was doing well in a stable marriage with children, taking care of her children, a sober lady, went down to being a drunk who is selling her body for money. And this is just in the world. Leave alone you who is uh, who is is on, of the word system. So it is true. If you tolerate these things, if you if you sit in a place where it's okay, you don't want to. You just want to pacify the behavior. You don't want to offend anyone by saying it is wrong. You don't want to condemn it. You want to just say, yeah, no, 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 it's fine, it's fine. Don't worry, it's going to be okay. Then it gets to a point where you 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 justify it even to yourself me i believe that there's no one who can make me do something that i don't want to do unless i call myself to a meeting you you'll call yourself to a meeting you'll tell yourself ah sinani anafanya na inamlepetea to do hata mungu anaelewa sahi ni kugumu hii maisha sahi ni kujipamba mungu anasaidianga mwenye anajisaidia so ni lazima nitoke hapo nje nitafutie hawa watoto nisipofunga mshipi nani atanifungia you know you talk yourself into it and then you justify it to yourself and now it becomes something that is acceptable to you then you go out and do it that is why it is very important what Dora said that you come here and listen to these people who are laboring every day. This is what we call constant renewal of your mind. The devil will not find a place to step and start telling you, no, no, usipotoka inje, nani atakushugulikia watoto. You will come back with the word and say, the Lord is my source. He is my source. He knows I have children. He knows where I am stepping right now. And he knows that my children, he has already said that my children will never beg for bread. I choose to trust in the Lord. So as in, you know, I have seen people justify sex work. So as in, okay, like, let me give you an example. We were in a meeting and I would start with, you know, teaching them how to be safe. Nini, nini, nini. And then me, me, I would just go right ahead and say, you know, you guys, at the end of it all, there is one guy who never lets people down. I have seen it work for myself. I am not going to be afraid to tell you it has worked for me. I am fully sold out to Jesus. And I would go ahead and tell them, start by going to church. I invite them to church. I'll tell them this and this and this. I would tell them, I would even open the Bible and we pray. So, utaona mtu anakuja kukuuliza, sasa wewe unataka kunirudisha kwa kreti ya nyanya. Unajua kreti ya nyanya ni pesa ngapi? Then they sit down and justify what they are doing. You know, like for example, anakwambia mimi nikiuza shot moja is this much. Kreti ya nyanya ndio niuze inirudishie that much. Unafikiria nitaiuza for how long? You see, they have already justified these things to yourself. And if you sit and start listening to reason, they will give you reason. They will give you reasons but you see once you know the truth once you know the truth it is going to be very difficult once you renew your mind every day every day there is always the truth that outshines everything else because you know at the end of it all you'll ask them how much are you giving because you see mimi ni nyanya too I don't have guilt. I don't have to take drugs. I don't have to worry about my body. I don't have to worry about someone shooting me. I... The network, Trisha. I don't have to worry about someone.
Are you, so I, 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 I call Kevin. Are, are you hearing me? Mm, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't have to worry about that. So you always, God always will always open your mouth and open your eyes to the truth of what they are putting out there. Because you see, by the they have smart ways of doing things. They say, so I don't have, mine is a hundred percent profit. You understand? That's what mm-hmm. they say. There's no way I'm going. Uh, hey, okay. <laughs> There's no way. You see, like a retail, a retail person will go to a wholesale, yeah? And buy yeah. those, then come and sell them at a profit to make money. Yeah. yeah. But all these other things, you're not they going to it. buy the thing you are selling anywhere. No, you're not going to. So there's no need to, as the profit is all yours. You know, yeah, it's, has yeah. it's actually 200% profit because you got yes. it for free, but you're selling it for anything <laughs> you want. You understand? So they yeah. all, they have come out with so many ways of justifying things that if you're not grounded, if you are not, if you do not know the truth, if you are not in a place where you can see the truth and hold on to it, you will be very easily swayed. Christians, men of God, like Sasa Vile Alisa Mesema. It's not even just that that he, that he wash wash. They do crazy stuff. Crazy stuff that you would never be, you would never understand. A colleague of mine had gone to 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 you know, to, Aje, to restock. It's called restocking a, a condom dispenser in a brothel. Sasa yaki penduka ivi. Anakutana na pasta wake. Joa. Akitoka kwa, kwa, kwa room and an adjust belt. Trish, what? there are people who don't get in Kiswahili. <laughs> oh, sorry. So he's restocking the condom dispenser. And on turning like this, he finds his pastor coming out of a room. Yeah? Coming out of a room in that same brothel. Now, you see, both of them cannot justify what they are doing there because you cannot start telling me I was just, I was just feeling the condom dispenser. <laughs> Because you see, nobody has asked you. This is the place we have found each other. But you know, one knows the truth. Sorry, when you start explaining to someone, how will they even explain? You have found each other inside a brothel. One is stocking a condom dispenser. The other one is coming out of a room. But how do you make your pastor understand that yeah. you just restocking and him he was doing other things so yeah, that was a no quad one yeah he kept quiet but now after going aki he was so broken he came to the office and said aki you guys you will not believe what i, I have just i have just met my pastor i know his wife i know his daughters i know his sons we are in church together yani that's the guy i listen to every sunday so it is Constant renewal of your mind, standing firm on the word and being true to yourself, knowing what is acceptable and what is not acceptable and not compromising on what is not acceptable. It is so profound that, Peter, the Spirit of God has just touched you to speak about these things because these are the things that people grapple with every day, whether you are born again, whether you are not. You as long as your feet are on this soil there's something you're grappling with and i am very 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 thankful that you have yielded to 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 share with us may god bless you so much amen <laughs> very interesting uh baruch 
It's Baruch. It's I don't know how to read this name. Hey, hey please show us how to live to read it. <laughs> Pronounce it. Baruch. Okay. Right. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Um, I just wanted to encourage someone, and especially the young lady who is in school. Yeah. Uh, I want to relate that with my especially when I was doing my undergraduate. And um, this was happening when I just gotten born again. And you can imagine how it works, especially when you're working and at the same time you're going to school. And uh, sometimes you can how these um, private companies are strict, especially with the deadlines and all that. So, Cats were actually crazy. You just, you've not actually read. You're so busy with other things, meeting deadlines. But there's one thing that um, really helped me. That was um, consistency in the word of God. And perfection. I don't know whether to call it perfection or just doing what is right and maximizing every opportunity you have. But the back, I want to believe that the most influencing part here was God. Because at that time, I was so into the word. I'd just gotten born again. You know how it can get. You are so fresh. You're so eager. You're so down to earth and following each and everything. So throughout my undergraduate, I don't think I ever used, people say more Kenya. I didn't. And at that time, there were a lot of health issues that Concentrating was also not so easy at some point. I think I had to, I left the paper and straight went to the ward because I could not just stand the pressure of, of, of reading. So I had a crisis, I went into a crisis. But out of this all, at some point I even missed a semester because I didn't sit for a paper. So I had to wait and our class was such a small group that we could not just, um, have our classes going on every other semester or every other time. So you had to wait for a quorum. So we kept on, I kept on working so hard. I can't say that through my, my efforts, but backing it up with God and God would remind me, I'm with you, I'm with you, just work. And it used to be so hard, but every time a cat would come and a paper would come, I would find myself doing well. Sometimes averagely, fast forward. At the end of it all, when now we were to specialize, I was doing sociology and anthropology. Most people really avoided anthropology, but I went for anthropology. And in my class, we only ended up the two of us. When we were graduating, there wasn't any first class, but me and my friend, or not really a friend, but a classmate, we ended up getting second hand second upper and there was no first class so my mom was so happy I remember she was telling me Unajua, sorry if it were not for the illness I'm very sure you'd have gotten a first class you know mm-hmm. but deep down I knew it's God so you really don't have to worry about anyone using um I mean logging in and trying to get answers in the wrong way but just keep on working hard 
the moment any spare time you get to revise, revise, revise thoroughly. God, God is just a perfect God. He is not a mediocre. Put, put your all in all that you're doing and it will not be in vain. And just remember that anything you're doing, you're not doing by your own strength. That thing made me so, I don't know whether to say proud, but at least it made me feel like a person. And especially um, going back after my fourth form, I flunked, flunked like, in fact, it was just embarrassing. I could not go out. I could do nothing. I remember those days I really wanted to do media. And at some point I approached my cousin. He had a closer relative who was um, a board member in the Kenya Media Society or something. So I went to him and told him, you know what? Can you just help me get some slot for media? And he was like, oh, your results are so embarrassing. I can't even present them. And I was a laughing stock in the estate. So my self-esteem really went down and I never imagined I could do anything. I never thought I amounted to anything good. So when I was doing my diploma, I went really sad, you know. I think I even wanted cabin crew. When I got there, I realized ah, I'm not even good enough for cabin crew. And then the way they give specifications for height, nini, nini. I realized, oh, I'm short, I, I can't. So I think I ended up and decided to do tourism. Now, in that level, somehow again, I really excelled. At one point, I think I used to Makenya. At that time, or I, I tried to cheat. And at that time, I was not born again or nothing, probably just the common values that I instilled. I told myself I am never going to use Mwakenya again. I failed in high school. This time around, I need to disapprove people. And honestly, I can imagine I passed in accounts. I didn't believe. So when the exams came, I rang my tutor and asked him, my lecturer, I told him, okay, just tell me what I've, actually how much receipts I have, especially accounts and the rest. Then he tells me, oh no, you know, he was, um, Maroon, then with the accent. Oh, Njako, on the contrary, you really fast. I told him you're lying. So he had to send me on an SMS. What I didn't believe. So what I'm just trying to say, excellence and just putting your 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 mind to it, you'll pass. I hope that encourages you. Thank you. Thank you, Baruch. Thank you very much for the. Thanks for the encouragement. You're welcome. And then we have Sharon. Okay. I don't know if Sharon is there or she put her hand up by mistake or I just uh, let Pastor Peter end for us. <coughs> Praise God. Amen. Uh, are you guys getting me? <laughs> Hello. Hi. Yeah, Hi. This oh, this is Sharon. I just wanted to talk about uh, the tough-headedness uh, that Pastor G had started to talk about. And uh, I just wanted to encourage some people, maybe using my testimony. Um, Hello? We can hear you. Oh, okay. So uh, I remember 
when uh, I first joined the SOV, I, I was telling some people, I first joined the SOV when I didn't have problems in my marriage. And uh, for some reason, I don't know, I left. Because I remember one day Pastor Dorothy told me, at that point, she didn't know me. She told me, ah, there's this group of married people I want to add you. So I was like, hey, Yawa, I don't have problems in my marriage. Where do you want to, to add me? So uh, I just gave her my number. Then she added me on that group. And I left. Because I knew I didn't have marriage. I didn't have marriage problems. So I used to see Pastor Dorothy in the supermarket and I, I hide. She, I don't know. She didn't know me, but me, my mind was telling me, hey, this mama knows me. And she knows I left the group. Kumbe, she didn't even know me. <laughs> she didn't know me. You know, guilt. Guilt used to kill me. <laughs> I saw her. She used to go to Tuskies. I, I remember Pastor Dorothy, I used to see you at Tuskies. So I'm with my husband. I see you and say, hey, let me not tell my husband this is Pastor Dorothy, the church that I normally go to. So I see Pastor Dorothy, I hide. Then it came a time when now my marriage had problems. So I shared with Pastor Felix. Felix used to be my colleague. So I shared with him and, then, and, he, and he was like, Sharon, why did you stop coming to SOV? You should start coming to SOV. Isn't it was okay? all these things you're telling me, they are being discussed at SOV. And I'm like, hey, Felix, it's been a while because I used to be in an imperishable one. It's been a while. Pastor Dorothy said, he, she will just know this is the lady that left the group. So when push came, or is, do they say push came to shove or what, what came to what? I decided to go. And uh, Pastor Dorothy was leaving. Uh, I found her when she was leaving. She had that commitment. So I asked someone, is this Pastor Dorothy? I know it's Pastor Dorothy. And I know she's the one who is leaving. But I'm asking someone, could this be Pastor Dorothy? Kumbe Pastor Dorothy was just hearing. And she was hiding. She didn't want any, because she was, she was hiding. She didn't want people to know that she was there. So I was like, is this Pastor Dorothy? And she had. And then the lady told me, oh, this is Pastor Dorothy. You just go to her. She's hiding. She doesn't want to talk to people, but just you go and talk to her. So I went. And I remember I, I asked Pastor Dorothy so many questions. Yeah. And, she, and I asked her, Pastor, I remember I asked, this one question, Pastor Dorothy, I've told you all my problems. My husband is cheating, blah, 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 nini, nini. But I want to ask you one thing. You're trying to tell me, because she used to insist, the same way God loves you is the same way God loves that other lady. I asked her, and I was pregnant at that point. So I was like, this man is doing this to me, and I'm pregnant, blah, blah, blah. So I asked her, Pastor Dorothy, um, this, this question has never left my mind. Do you think if these two people, my husband and that other lady, go back to God, will their marriage work? To me, I was like, it will never work. This man is leaving me with my pregnancy. I'm pregnant, blah, blah, blah. I expected Pastor Dorothy to tell me it will never work. It will never. See, this lady has has, uh, has point for you your marriage. It will never work. Hey, to my surprise, the same, same thing. The same way God loves you is the same way God loves this other lady. Whether she's doing what, whether she's doing what. And if you go down and check yourself, Sharon, there are things that you do. There are things that you do that have led this man to do this and this and this. You, you're just here complaining to me about your husband this, your husband that, your husband this, your husband that. If you go well and check, there are things that you do. 
So I was like, when why 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 is she telling me that if these two people go back to God, their marriage will work? How? It can never work. How? These two people they've decided to ruin my marriage. Kwani Mungu. Yeah, yeah. He just knew that uh this lady will be there to come and spoil Sharon's marriage, and then after that, their marriage is going to work. So I was headed and I was like, no, 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 no. But you know, guys, when I went back to the scriptures and I learned everything that Pastor Lord used to send, and coincidentally, whatever she used to send in the group is what used to happen in my in my house. Sharon, today you 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 uh, you are not talking to your husband, blah blah blah. Today this this your husband comes home, you you not look. Those are the same same things that I used to do. When I went back to the scriptures and I knelt down before God and I, I told God my passion is just to know, I want to know you. I don't want to care what this guy is doing. The guy used to come back home late, he comes, he just finds me. I, I even hug him, hey babe, I know he's from that lady. I even hug him, hey babe, how are you? Mate? Um, how was your day, blah, blah, blah. And he would even wonder, hey, is this the same, same you that when I come back home, from that place, you will scream, you will we live and fight, and we we'll even make a lot of noise for the neighbors. Is this really, really you? So I I want to encourage someone that this offendedness sometimes does not help. Not sometimes, all the time. Whatever these people teach us here really works for for really worked for me. And uh, really, I really want to thank God. I also want to thank uh, the flick, the flick. The fleet people, I also listen to them. And I like the way that pastor is blunt. He doesn't cover anything. <laughs> he says it as it is. So I just wanted to encourage someone that there's no other way. You just have to go back to God. You can try to maneuver in the earthly ways, but you will never succeed. The only way is to come back to God. And pastor Dorothy, thank you so much. I will never hide away again when I see you in the supermarket. Thank you, thank you, thank you. God bless you all. <laughs> the one who was running away from me now ran to look for me. I remember that day distinctively because I was on a forced break. I was not meant to minister to anyone. And you ran after the car with that tumbo of yours. <laughs> but look, one thing you've not said is how is your marriage now? Honestly, I would say I do not even, I, my, my marriage, I do not put so much attention into my marriage, but I would say I'm happy. Whether he goes, I don't know. I don't want to know whether he goes because I wouldn't say that everything has changed. He, sometimes there are still things that happen, but it's not in my mind. That is not what I want. I remember even when I gave birth through CS, Pastor wow. Dorothy, I came two weeks post CS. I really wanted to know. I really wanted to learn. And you were like, two weeks, CS. And you're working. Even my neighbors were, ah, Yapana, you, you've not given birth. For the meeting. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you've not given birth. And I remember even for the Kisumu meeting, I had told my husband, this one I have to go. You will find a way. You remain with the baby. You drop me. You come back for me. Or if I go with the baby, you will have to be there. I have to go. So you find a way. My bad luck, he got a, he got a transfer to Nairobi and they could not attend. And I, I cried and I was like, 
you see this meeting has ended you're not even here i can't even attend the kisumu meetings it's not the same when i attend personally and when i attend through the phone it's not the same i want to be there you told me and next time you'll just go it's not me you've seen it's work i have to go for work so when you have that passion for knowing god my friend me i don't even care even in nairobi when he was in nairobi the other day we didn't even talk i i didn't text to like babe i'm being taken out uh and i was like hey okay sawa you just go in my mind there was this you just go you see if it was that other time and you see before you could not see eye to eye you could not even have a conversation with him even to say you stay with the babies i go and and actually when 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 after pastor dorothy you talked to me he started opening up he started saying sharon this is what you do this is what i don't like this is actually he told me everything and for sure it it was me it was me it was the truth everything that he was saying me i couldn't see i couldn't see at all at all and when he started saying ah sharon this and this you 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 make a lot of noise you you, you i don't know he shout at me he's kind of polite he's not loud spoken like me me i talk a lot and i ask a lot of questions but there's this one thing pastor dorothy that you said i really try to remember that thing and i don't know how you put it and it got into me it's like it goes like i don't know if you can rephrase it it goes like mm-hmm. if you tried other ways eh why don't you and, and they've not worked why don't you i don't know why don't you come and try this other way the godly way that is what got into me like i've tried shouting i've tried doing everything but it is not working for my marriage so why don't i go and try this other pastor dorothy's way and for sure it worked for me god is good i can say now i have two babies i can remember the first day that i was pregnant with i'm not even ready for a baby i don't even want that baby you know the first time that i was telling him i'm pregnant for you he was cheating that time i'm pregnant and he was like i don't i'm not even ready for a baby right now we have two babies uh god is faithful that is all that i can say and i really thank god for everything pastor dorothy thank you so much thank you thank you thank you pastor gloria you might even not know me but you prophesied and it has happened cherono cherono was even i went uh, on a side chat and i told cherono eh is it okay if i come with my one month old baby to the kisumo meeting and she was like you come i will even help you carry the baby eh shetani nani nani okay sijuni shetani the husband got a job in nairobi now i did i couldn't even attend the meeting but i attended uh, they say better have a love than no bread thank god i was able to attend to the show God has been faithful. Amen. 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 Her testimony Cherono is so long if she can start now ata ata Maliza. Oh, but it inspires me. Love well. to hear it one day. Yeah. Hey, she should she should testify so that it can help the others because there are people who are in her situation. Telling you of the number yeah. of times the husband had left left. <laughs> I ah, just ah, I remember ah. his face in the hospital when I went to pray for them when they got their first baby. Mm. The look on his face, the hope, the, the one who said he doesn't want the baby. Yeah, <laughs> I'm right. Okay. When he sees me, the... he said yes. sorry. He came and said sorry. <laughs> really? He said sorry. And when he said sorry, he said oh, Sharon I'm sorry I know I've done this and this and this and this and he normally tells me about Pastor Dorothy 
Pastor Dorothy, Pastor Dorothy. And I remember when I used to pray in the house, he, was, he could even leave. He doesn't want anything to do with yeah. SOV. Now, now, now we'll make an appointment. Yes, he's in my room. We'll make an appointment with him and flick. Yeah. Don't you worry. Should. God, God has got I'll call him myself. Amen. Amen. But, but if Sharon can write out her testimony, Pastor Dorothy, I know mm. it will help someone because sometimes we tell people and they're like, no, but he's hurting me. No, but he's no, testimony. No. Mm, yeah. yeah. I didn't tell you. I didn't mm. tell you. Hey, <laughs> do you know I met the lady? There's this work that I normally hire. I don't want to say the job that I do because there's some people who know us here and it might, you know, mm, ladies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so there's this job that I normally do. I hire out some things. And it happened that this lady, was arranging a baby shower for the friend. So she came to my house. I didn't know. My husband was there, so she was at the gate. Then I was like, hey, she was hiding. She came with a friend in a car. So she was hiding. She didn't know. Also her, she didn't know she, it was me, Sharon. So when I went down to the gate and was hey, hi people, blah, blah, blah. So I didn't see the person who was in the passenger seat. Hey, when I checked very well, I saw her. So I said, hey, hi. How are, you? <laughs> How are you? And she was like, she called me by name. Find Sharon, but she was shaking. She was shaking. So we were like, hey, we have to meet the different of us who has a, a baby shower. And I have to supply something. Okay, sorry. sorry. So when we went for the baby shower, me, I went there for a job. But her, she was the organizer. Mm. Do you know we talked? We didn't even remember what happened. We talked like we were friends. I was even calling Look her. She said, hey, Sharon, come in. Welcome. I'm and so proud of you, Sharon. Yeah, that is I'm awesome. I'm so proud of you. With no bitterness, no pain, no anger. I'm Nana. so proud of you. Imagine no you I thank God the lady was hiding. I couldn't tell her there's no need for hiding. Whatever happened, happened. And I don't even know if they still talk. Yes, my husband said they don't talk nowadays, but they, I know they still talk because I, I still found out. There's a phone he gave me. You know, when they upgrade, they normally give you their phone. So when he gave me his phone, when I was checking, checking, I was trying to put put, and then I just, hey, last email. Then he tried to explain, oh, okay, this was just work, blah, blah, blah. And then it's okay. There's no need to explain. So I don't even care what they do. All I want to know is God. That is my passion. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. That's awesome. Amen. Okay. I think we are done. I don't know if there's anything in the chat. Uh, the chat no i haven't seen anything else in the chat all right so i beg to end the broadcast the zoom um pastor peter would you close for us i'm gonna close pastor g pastor g are you to close Pastor Peter. Pastor Peter. All right. Um, let me say that I am so blessed and humbled by the wonderful testimonies that have been shared. And I think through sharing, we are encouraging one another. 
and sort of like rubbing it home, like emphasizing the importance of all the things that we are learning because the session of sharing has really made us see the value of the word of God and how it's able to keep us through everything that we are going through. So I appreciate each and every person who has spoken. I really thank you all for the wonderful testimonies and we look forward to continue with fellowship together as we all grow in Christ. And I believe even as we are sharing here, these ministries will grow way beyond uh, our imagination. And everyone here who God has called, whatever work you're doing will really prosper and thrive because the harvest is great. And I thank you for answering the call to be a laborer. So we really appreciate you all. And um, we just want, I just want to pray. And as I pray, I will also commit uh, uh, the other requests that have been shared there in the group. And then we can close. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for everyone that has spoken, everyone that has listened to the teaching and the testimonies. I thank you because through this sharing and through this impartation of knowledge, we are strengthened, we are equipped, we are built up to know that which is critical and also to guide our lives in the way that is right. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your grace that has been so tremendously poured on us. We pray that even as we take this word to heart, we will see the fruit of it and it will be a reason to boast in you. It will be a reason for people to admire you through our lives. Lord, we bless you. We appreciate you. And I even pray for uh, Dr. Diara, who is unwell. We speak healing over you in the name of Jesus Christ. And we also bless Danelle, who's just turned nine. Thank you, Lord. And I pray that your grace and goodness will be manifest in everyone's home, in everyone's life. Cause the works of their hands to prosper, Lord, and refresh them with wonderful things. We say thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Peter. Thank you, everyone who attended. God bless you. Yes, Pastor, I'm coming. Okay. We love you. Thank you. Uh, bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>